1: There's joy in every journey.
0: Coming off the by far the most NFL, the most profitable gambling weekend of my life. And I am going to keep the good times rolling because the best gambling insider in the country, Odyssey's gambling insider, the one and only Nicholas Costos, the host of You Better, You Bet, Is on the show right now. By the way, insert our calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better You Bet podcast for more of Nick's analysis. It's really good and entertaining. guy's super talented. Just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. Good morning, Costos. What's up, pal?
2: What's going on, buddy? Happy Football Friday. Uh, I feel like after that intro, I should be taking your advice this weekend. Like a a middling wildcard weekend for me. Sounds like you killed it.
0: Well, I mean, you're a profitable player. I'm not. I put a lot of money down on a um, Texans. this Is my brag? Texans-Packers money line. That I mean, that's, that's,
2: that's insanely awesome.
0: Yeah, dude. It. It. I mean, I'm also when you're drowning and then you grab and you gl- grab a piece of wood that happens to drift by and pull yourself just above water. I'm not sure you're a superstar, but I'm still alive, baby. The
2: Packers <laughs> money line's a hell of a call, man. That's a great job. I did not think the Packers would win that game.
0: Yeah, I mean, my brother, who is like the gambler, and the like, he bets. He bets. I mean, he, he he he's won poker tournaments online. He's like hundreds of thousands of dollars bankroll, right? So we meet somewhere in the middle. He usually judges me, and I got a little, I got a little brotherly respect this weekend. It's good. That's it's good better, to, better be lucky than good. Thanks, buddy. Um, what an interesting weekend. I, I want let's go through all of them, but I want to start with with Bills Chiefs because we just talked about this game. Obviously, Buffalo gets to host this game against the Chiefs at home. They have never beaten the Chiefs in the Mahomes Allen era uh in, in the postseason. Mahomes has never had a real playoff game. It's just an interesting matchup. How do you on the game itself and, and then the line, how do you assess this thing?
2: Yeah, so let's we'll start with the point spread of the game. Um just to give people an indication and like I can give my opinion, but I mean it's just this is a coin flip game. It's I like pick the winner of the game. It's 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 really tough, right? Um Here's what I expect to happen with the line. So Buffalo right now is in between a two and a half and a three point home favorite, which means the number's two and a half, but it's just way towards Baltimore. So if you want to bet three with Kansas City, you have to pay more, and if you want to lay two and a half with Buffalo, you have to pay more. is basi- basically where we're where we're sitting right now. So Buffalo has a number of key defensive players kind of like up in the air, status up in the air for this game. And by the end of Monday's win against Pittsburgh, you know Buffalo was playing with like, like third and fourth stringers all over the back seven of their defense. So it's like Terrell Bernard, Terrell Dodson, Teron Johnson, um, Rasul Douglas, other players on the Buffalo defense that it seems like are kind of like flip a coin. Are they going to play this weekend or not? We'll learn more, Bill, later this afternoon when we get the final injury report from both teams here. Not as much going on on the Kansas City side as the Buffalo side. If Buffalo's defense gets kind of like a cleanish bill of health at least, I think this will close Buffalo minus three, in which case if you like Kansas City, that's your opportunity to bet the Chiefs. If Buffalo does not get a clean bill of health, then I mean, I think this is going to close two and a half, and then I think the decision people have to make, you could still bet Kansas City, obviously, but then I think like, do you like Buffalo if you like the Bills in the game, even if they're playing with like special teamers basically? at linebacker and potentially at corner, where Kansas City loves to attack the middle of the field with like Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey. So it makes for a really interesting handicap. If I had to pick the winner of the game, Bill, I I'll take Buffalo I think that Kansas City's receivers will let Mahomes down at at an an inopportune time, like we've basically seen happen the entire season. But my preferred method of playing this game, candidly, and I think all these lines are really, really sharp. I think all the games are tough. I could, like, lie and say, oh, yeah, I've got locks in all four. Like, I don't. Like, I have opinions, but I, I, I could see it basically going either way. I love teasing Kansas City with Detroit for the two Sunday games. Kansas City up to plus eight and a half. And I'll pay more to do this. Kansas City plus eight and a half. Detroit down to minus a half. Basically, just to win the game. We'll call it Bill the 2023 NFL season opener memorial teaser with Kansas City and Detroit. So I I think the Bills will win a really really close game, and uh, I think the margin is going to be going to be razor sharp in this one.
0: I love it, Nick Casos here on the show. All right, let's jump to that that Bucks game. Uh, the you know the Baker Mayfield Renaissance is real. I mean they they've, they've won a playoff game. They're going to Detroit. I did not know this, Nick. I don't know if you did. We had Ryan Harris on the show yesterday. You probably did. Did you know that that at that stadium, the uh, the visiting team's locker room is three quarters of a mile from the field? So in That's, order, it's really funny. To, in order, I didn't know. In order to do your warm up, you got to walk three, four and a half miles. All right. So the Bucks. Uh, six and a half is the number most places, including betting on GM, It looks like. Uh, where? How do you? Because I think most people. I don't want to speak for people. Most weeks, Nick, I'm gonna like look for games that I like, and I'll usually always bet four or five. When it's the playoffs, it's just fun, right? It's like going to Vegas. I'd like to yep. win, but if I lose, that's fine. I'll bet what I'm willing to lose. It'll be fun. I'm gonna bet on every single game. H- how do you um? How do you come down on on sort of this game at, at six and a half?
2: So I'll, um, And I'll kind of group this game, and I'll give you a specific answer on this game, but I think the three games, Bill, that we haven't discussed all kind of fall under the same umbrella to varying degrees, where if you want to make the case for the underdog, right, so Tampa to cover in Detroit, Green Bay to cover in San Francisco, Houston to cover in Baltimore and that one's the flim the flimsiest only because there could be like wins in the forecast tomorrow. I think if you like the underdog, I think it correlates to liking the over in the game also now like people can disagree with me and maybe you think that this Lions Bucks game is going to go like the one that they played in October in Tampa when Detroit won that game 20 to six and be and be a, a lower scoring game. I, I don't I don't see that here. I think Detroit's going to be able to score in this game and just like the focus on this game specifically. Like, you give Tampa a lot of credit for what they did on Monday night, right? Shutting down the Eagles. But the Eagles kind of like a dead team walking. And even, you know, credit to Troy Aikman and Joe Buck in the booth calling the game who kept basically saying, like, there's no surprise with what Tampa's doing defensively. It's what Todd Bowles has always done. I don't even mean that as an insult. He's had a lot of success. Like, he's going to blitz the hell out of you. And the Eagles, because they're broken and their brains don't work, had literally no answer for the blitz. They're running like a Madden-style offense. Like, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing no matter what you do well guess what like that doesn't work in real life so enter now ben johnson Detroit's young hotshot offensive coordinator. The moment that Detroit is either eliminated or wins the Super Bowl, he will become a head coach somewhere else. Most likely Washington will be my guess. I think he'll be the next head coach of the Commanders. You have a great offensive coordinator who knows what Tampa's going to do here defensively. And I think at home, I think they've got a bunch of ways to beat it. So I, I like Detroit a little bit in the game. I like the over in the game as well. It's starting to get bet up a little bit. I would say, Bill, If you like Tampa in the game, which is totally reasonable, by the way, I make the game six and a half. So, like, I think the point spread's spread's right. So you can like Tampa in the game. I think if you like Tampa, I would almost consider parlaying it with the over. I don't think Tampa can, like, cover, like, 21-17. I don't know if that's in the range of outcomes here. I think Detroit's going to score in the game. So lean towards the over, lean towards Detroit. I like teasing Detroit down, basically, Bill, just to win the game, though.
0: Nick Cosmos on the show. Nick, I'm a Bears fan. Who hates his team? And I, I actually have been rooting for Jordan Love the last few years, just just because of the Aaron Rodgers silliness and how hard that would be. But, but I have a lot of family from Wisconsin, and they're not nice when when the football games are happening. And th- this past weekend was the first time, and maybe the last I'll ever know what it is like to be a Packers fan because I had money on the, pa- I had a lot of money on on that Packers Texans bet. So, so for the moment, I, I feel like like a cheesehead. I feel like like my cousins and my uncles in Milwaukee, my Uncle Nat. I, I know the Packers are probably not going to win this game. The, the line is nine and a half, but I've got this sort of afterglow affection for for what's going on there. How do you assess this game and this line?
2: Yeah, I think it's again. I hate to be a broken record here, um, and Bill, I've been coming on with you all season. So if anyone in the audience is like, "Man, like he's like kind of like noncommittal on these games," like I've given out a million bets on the show this season. Like I'll tell you, like I, Joel Embiid to an NBA MVP right now, even at the price, I think is like the best bet on the board. So, like I I bet stuff every day, but like you want. Me to give you my honest betting opinion here. I I think this game is really, really tough. Um, The bet bill that I would prefer here is the over at 50 and a half. I think San Francisco's going to be able to score in the game. Like, name it score almost. Um, I I don't see any way San Francisco, like, kind of like doesn't score on this Green Bay defense. And then on the flip side, Bill, you know, if it's true, and I think it is that Jordan Love has kind of raised his game, and he's kind of like at the next level of quarterback play now, then it stands to reason that if they're in catch-up mode, like if San Francisco's just going to score a lot in this game, then Green Bay's going to have to score to keep up. And I think that can get us to the over here. A, a slight lean for me towards the Niners. I think the number's a little short. And we're talking like really small edges here. I make the game 10. So I like San Francisco a little bit to cover the spread. The other thing that I would say about this game, right, and, Bill, I think you had to be excited last week. You bet the Packers, when they won the coin toss, they received, and then they went down the field and scored a touchdown. Very now, Normally happy. what happens is, right, is teams defer almost all the time now and will receive to start the second half of games and kick to start the game. I was talking to someone yesterday, not, li- not like Matt LaFleur, the guy who's going to make the final decision, but I asked someone that's, like, close to the Packers, like, do you think if they win the toss again, like, they're going to receive to start the game? Because we know that, right, like if the Niners win the toss, they're going to defer. So, like, if we think Green Bay is going to receive to start the game, and this person said, like, 65% yes. So now there are two outcomes, right? Niners Niners win the toss or Green Bay wins the toss. 100% if San Francisco wins the toss, Green Bay gets the ball. And then in the other outcome where Green Bay wins the toss, we think it's more than 50% that they get the ball. I think that means, then, that bet's like Green Bay to score first. A green bet first, yeah. quor- first yeah. quarter team total. These are bets that might make more sense, whereas you go into a game and it's like 50-50, who's going to get the ball first? Doesn't it feel like it's more than 50-50, that the Packers are going to start with the ball first in this game? Just another way to think about betting the game tomorrow.
0: All right, here is, and I'm going to let you be the expert because most of my bets don't hit, but I am almost certainly going to sprinkle just a little bit of money on the Texans on the money line to win that game. Because I, 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 I want a little bit of a goofy bet, and whatever I I, I have my reasons. How and you certainly don't have to agree because you're much better at this than I am. How do you this is all at, opinion
2: stuff, man. Right, it it is. and yeah. it's fun.
0: Like I want to bet every game. Like I said, like it's it's less is, fun
2: for like me, someone who has to do like content and like sound really. Smart I know about it is. It's can, like make job. a bunch of crap up? But like I don't want to do that. Like I want to be authentic with people with the audience.
0: It, give me yeah, and again, like I think the the Packers total early in the game. Packers to score first, score first touchdown. Those are great bets. Like, first quarter
2: plus two and a half. Like, again, like, if you know they're getting the ball first. Right, and it, I love it. Like, not definitely, but, like, more than 50%, then, like, I think that's probably a pretty good bet.
0: I mean, I'm probably going to make that bet. Anything, anything. Like, I would just, any part of the game, total, the line, anything else sort of in the, in the margins on this Texans-Ravens game that you like or you're looking at or you think has an edge.
2: So, let's start. This is the only game this weekend that could be impacted by weather. Um, It winds, it looks like, are not going to be too bad. Maybe, like, 17 to 20 miles per hour. Once we get into, like, the 25-mile-per-hour range is when things get really problematic. And for people that hear me say that, and I think I've said this on the show a couple times, like, this is all publicly available information. Like, I'm not a meteorologist. You can Google the stuff to find it. And that's why the total drop, I think it's probably, Bill, like, partially, because this total opened 46.5, and it's come down to 43.5. That's a big move. I think it's probably part organic interest that people had in the under in the game, coupled with potential concerns with the weather because wind will destroy a passing game. if like the wind's going to be going to be going to be roaring. Right. So I think that's why we see the total be what it is. So I wanted to get that out there with the weather that that could impact the game tomorrow. So, Bill, you want that you like the Texans to win the game or want to bet the Texans to win the game. Like there's certainly a case to be made. The case is CJ Stroud's unbelievable, which he is like the Houston. And by the way, There's a case to be made that this will be the biggest point spread that C.J. Stroud plays in for the rest of his career as an underdog, that he'll never be a a nine-and-a-half-point underdog in a game ever again after this one against Baltimore. And I think a lot of people, Bill, will look back to 2019, Lamar Jackson's first MVP season, likely to win a second coming up here at NFL Honors in February. Ravens are the one seed, and they have that ridiculous game against Tennessee where they have 900 yards of total offense but go one for 85 on fourth down, and Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Mike Vrabel, and the Titans beat them. So I think that's like fr- still fresh in people's minds that is Baltimore going to choke this game away? Or is things going to get tight? I'll tell you how I think it's going to play out. I think Baltimore is very likely to take a lead in the game. Like, I think the one criticism, Bill, that we could levy at Texans, like hotshot offensive coordinator Bobby Slowik, he might be a head coach coming up in a little bit here too. Is that he leans on the run too much, where he should just let C.J. Stroud wing it? We saw that in Week 18 against Indianapolis. Stroud, I think, only attempted like 21 passes in the game, and I don't think Houston's going to be able to run on this Baltimore front. So if Baltimore's going to be able to get out to a lead, then then what happens in the game? I think Baltimore then will try and run the clock out because it's what they always try and do. Probably not going to have success, and then at that point, if Houston's down by 10. It's going to be training wheels off Stroud throws on every play And I think you kind of like have to feel really good about that Like about what Houston can do there So I guess like make me pick the game I think I'd probably take the points with Houston I think I'd probably take the over I think it presents as a really good live betting game, Bill, where if Baltimore's up like 14-3 at halftime, something like that. I think it's like Texans and the over in the second half. I think both sound really good. But the way that I want to play the two games on Saturday, Bill, and I'll pay more to do it. Um, Like in lieu of betting Niners-Ravens-Moneyline parlay, I'll two-team seven-point tees, both of them, to minus two and a half. Because, like, if you, and I'll be really quick about this, if you feel that the lines are really sharp, which I do this weekend, and if you're out there listening and you agree, then teasing away from them is like a really good idea. So Ravens to minus two and a half, Niners to minus two and a half, and again, like, I'm willing to pay a lot to make that happen.
0: He is the marvelously talented Nick Costos, Odyssey's gambling insider. Dude, by the way, let me just say this, because i got to let go, but, like, you don't have to come on this show. You do it as a favor. No,
2: you, I do it no, I are, not. I thought, no, because I, I think it's I, I love doing content with you.
0: You are a good man. You're a good dude, brother. I appreciate the time this year. And thanks for putting up with Pretty Daddy, too. I, I know that's part of the, the thing. You know? I
2: saw I, I saw Pretty Daddy in person again yesterday. Pretty Daddy's a good, good dude. I like Pretty Daddy. He's
0: a great dude. He's wearing like a flannel sort of farmer shirt today. It looks good. It looks good. What was his style when you saw him?
2: Uh, well, I, well, I have less about his style. I have a question for Pretty Daddy. Pretty and I, I don't know it. the answer to this, so I promise this is not, like, the setup to a joke or something. I don't know the answer. Is Pretty Daddy bald?
0: Pretty Daddy no. is balding. No, you're okay. not. Okay. Yes I, yes, I am
2: losing the hair up top. Because what it. I was going to say, because Pretty Daddy's got, like, the like the really short, like, buzz look. And I yeah. was thinking, you know, Pretty Daddy's, like, like, not an ugly guy. Pretty Daddy's, like, a handsome dude. He's got, like, a nice beard. I... My sense is pretty daddy, my thought is, and I don't know how bad your balding is, and I'm sorry that that's the case. Not all of us, like me, can be 40 with a luxurious mane, is that I think you should grow your hair out a little bit longer to match that beard, and I think you'll really be cooking with gas. Oh, Uh, I I like
0: it. I will take your advice on that. I don't know that it's going to work well for me, but hey, why not?
2: Yes. Extreme
0: pretty daddy makeover.
2: Or or pretty daddy, the beard's got to be longer.
0: That I can easily do. That's an easy fix. I think you should take... Mr. Costos's advice and and just grow all of it out, like go a little Sasquatch, a little Paul Bunyan for a little while.
2: I'd have to like I'd have to like see like the degree to which he's balding before I was able like to really analyze this. Turn around but
0: real I- quick. Let me see it? You're bare, dude. That you're not even bald. That's like a little tiny spot. No way, man. Like up top, up top is getting like I just got like it's getting bad. How do you know? You can't even see it. Yeah, oh, I, I, I see. would say when pretty I go for dead, a haircut.
2: I would say. Option one, you grow the hair, I think that's what you should do, and if you can't, then I think like you almost like buzz it all off and grow your beard longer. but I think yeah, we can work with this i'm
0: I'm over the used to be a marine look. I think it's time for something new
2: yeah I, I I have to be honest like i i i don't i don't I think you can do better
0: I do you're right, you know what I've never noticed he's a good looking guy because of his haircut. But he is a good-looking guy. But he he's is a good-looking
2: good, good guy. He's just like I think he's being held back a little yeah. bit by the hair beard combination in its current state. The good news is is that you can fix that.
0: You know the don't put a, like lipstick on a pig. I mean, you know what? Like this is the, whatever the inverse of that is, Tom. There you go. I appreciate it's, you guys. Thank you both of you.
2: We're yeah, good there people. Pretty Daddy spit the, Daddy's, the uh, catchphrase. I appreciate you. <laughs> Love it.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, by the way, Nick, my wife is listening. She wrote, "Oh my God, Nick, uh, you are you are appointment listening." For, for Lori and my daughter Madeline when they drive to school, when Lori drives them to school. And you weren't on last week or the week before, and my wife was pissed off at me for like two days about it. Well, FYI. flattery
2: will get you everywhere. Mrs. Ryder, uh, Lori and Madeline, I appreciate you guys very much. <laughs> Nick, thanks, buddy. You got it. Wishing everybody minimal sweats when he bets the absolute very best of luck.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?